This episode of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindworthyInfo.com by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. Family, please go over to MindworthyInfo.com and subscribe because you have some great things coming your way in your inbox and we are only going to deliver that to our subscribers and what you will receive will help you on your spiritual awakening and it will be wonderful and great and your journey will be beautiful. Family, we thank you so much for listening to this new episode. This episode is one that shall touch you as we try to dedicate all our shows to touch you. As you know, these are small snippets and at MindworthyInfo.com we will deliver you the full in detail lessons. Now, I want you all to understand what this show is all about. It's all about helping you with your spiritual awakening and letting you understand that the Bible isn't a book that will dictate or should dictate your morality, your character, or tell you anything about the afterlife. It is actually a book of allegory and it is very real, but it is going on right now in the mind of man and every character in the Bible are not more than states of the human consciousness personified as characters, events, or places. None of it is actually literal and it's not supposed to be taken literally, but allegorically it is a beautiful book and it will help your life and we are trying to show you that. Today's episode is called Why Most Religious Folks Are Really Atheists. Here we go. So now today is a day where so many people walk into their religious institutions. They will go in there and they will pray. They will call on their God. They will say I have a petition for you. You have some people that will go to their religious institution and pray and pray and pray. Man will get on their knees and call on this outside God. And then when things don't go the way that they intended, they will come up with an excuse to try to make themselves feel better and say, well, I just let my God handle it. I'm going to leave it up to my God. And when you do that, you absolutely let nothing happen. I see this happen all the time, and I wonder why so much people are brainwashed and are trapped in this illusion that some outside God is going to help them. People think that Yahweh, the God of the Bible, is all the way in the sky with a beard and behind some pearly white gates, and that's not true. This is all allegory, and it is something that is taking place in your mind, but you got to understand that you are God. When we go to the Bible, we have to understand that the Bible is written in a way that if you don't truly understand it in Hebrew and if you don't decipher it the right way, you will get lost and you will pray to an outside God. As Exodus chapter 34 verse 14 tells us, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Now, a Christian might come up with some type of bogus excuse to tell you why. What does that really mean? How can a God be jealous? And I want you to understand that. How can an outside God be jealous? Jealousy is a human being characteristic. In order for someone or something to be jealous, they have to be human. But wait, we can back that up and also say, well, animals could get jealous. Have you ever had a dog or a cat and then got a new dog or a cat and it had gotten jealous? Well, so we can also look at that statement and say, well, jealousy isn't just confined to the realm of the human being's mind. Anything that walked the face of this earth can be jealous. So now we have to look above that and say, why is jealousy or why is jealous the name of a God? And this is supposed to be the all powerful God. It's because 
You are the God and jealousy is a human being traitor. When you got to understand the Bible, the Bible and God, man talks about God in the third person. Man prays to God in the second person, but to only truly know God, you have to know him or her in the first person because you are the God. Um, praying to another God does nothing for you. You will get on your knees and you will pray all day. You will ask this God to help you. You will beg and beg and beg. And this God will never answer because this God is not there. You're not praying to the right God. So by you not doing that, you are holding yourself back. And this God is jealous. Your subconscious knows it all. And by you understanding your subconscious and you understanding that is where God is and your imagination, everything is created. I want you to ask yourself this. Name one thing in this world that we now have that didn't come out of the mind or the imagination of someone who thought of it. Your cell phone. Your refrigerator, your TV, everything comes from the mind because ideas flow. Ideas are everywhere. Ideas are all around us and are abundant. So when you think about this, you have to know that you are God. God is not in the sky. If you acknowledge your subconscious and you will acknowledge something that will help you, something that is your best friend, it's something that you always had, but you are not aware of it or probably weren't aware of it and that is the purpose of this show you are god we do little small snippets i do it because i want to my goal is to awaken at least a million people within the next year and i know that i will do it because i know i am god and once god is with me then no one shall be against me no weapon formed against me shall prosper and what that really means is that any type of thing or object or person that might be in your way will never be able to get you because you know once God is with you, no one shall be against you. And you are the God. You shall already convince yourself. The person who understands the laws of mind and understand who God really is, understands that nothing will be able to stop them. I take your attention to Isaiah 45 verse 5 where it says, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee. Though thou hast not known me. And if you don't know the Lord, you don't know who you are because you are the Lord. You are. That is why I am will always be the name of God. It will forever be the name of God. And anyone else that corrupts it or forgets that, they will be lost. Look how many religious people you see will get on their knees and will pray to a God. Pray to a God. Not knowing who they're praying to, but they will go by what someone has told them. Now, we all get told something by someone else, but how are you going to keep praying to a God that no matter how much you pray to this God, this God doesn't answer you? How can you take that serious? How is that even serious? How is that? You've got to understand the first name of God and what he said to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And what is Moses? Not a guy who parted the sea that many has came to believe. A man who defied physics and defied all the laws of physics and of the universe to part a sea. No, Moses, if you understand, in Egyptian, Moses, his name is Son. Moses is actually the first prodigal son. And as the Bible goes on through different states of consciousness, you have to first go through Moses in order to get to Christ. And we will get there as this show progresses. So as people 
run around and keep on praying to an outside God and nothing happens. They don't wonder why. As I said before, and I will say it again, this is how man came to be. Man has always wanted to figure out who he is. Why am I here? What is my purpose? So they figured if they came up with outside gods and a God of this and a God of that, God that controlled different various different parts of nature, various elements, various forces of nature, then maybe, maybe, maybe this God will be able to help them in all their problems. Man has been lost for centuries and for ages. Man hasn't been able to figure out who he is until he came up with this outside God. And now man has figured that he has a purpose. But if you understand that the more you keep on praying to an outside God and not first come to being with your subconscious and understand that your subconscious is God, because your imagination brings you everything. There haven't been nothing that's been created that haven't first came out of the imagination of man. Even the words of the Bible that so many say they love and so many get on their knees and keep praying and praying and praying to this outside God. The Bible came out of the mind of man. So God is found within your imagination. And imagination is real because what you imagine today becomes your reality tomorrow. So if you can control this, and this is what I'm teaching, and I tell you, if you can control your imagination, the world will be yours. Um, let me read you something that someone, a, a young lady, by the name of Sarah, she allowed uh, asked if I can speak about this on the next show, and she said yes. And she wanted to tell me, if you listen to the last show where I said, I'm going to reveal the most powerful money spell, go back and listen to it. I'm not going to tell you the details now, but if you go to it, you'll understand it. She wrote, and this is what she writes, Dear Rochelle Dixon, I thank you so much for that last show. I practiced exactly what you said to do. And today, today. This Sunday morning, in a matter of days, I've got a message from my cousin who owed me a substantial amount of money. And he said that later on, he is going to send me the money in my bank account because he now has it. And this was a person who I've been trying to get my money back for over a year now. And he kept on giving me excuses. But now he reached out to me. I had got so fed up to the point where I forgot all about it. And I did your technique that you told me to do. And now the funds are coming to me before the day is over. Thank you so much. See, family, this is what I'm saying. This is what I teach on this. I tell you, if you can control your mind, if you know that you are God, then you will know everything. What happened was when we were younger, we were told that the devil is this being with bat ears and hooves and legs and he's just scary and he has a tail and a pitchfork. So it scared us. We were told if anyone questions God or don't believe anything beyond the God that we were told God is, it's blasphemy and everything that you're saying is a lie and God will punish you. So now what happens is you corrupted your subconscious. And I also want you to subscribe because I'm going to send out a lesson on how to uncorrupt your subconscious. I will also send you a video series where I am breaking down step by step everything to help you. And this is only going to be sent to people who are subscribers to MindWorthyInfo.com. So for, your, for all of you who subscribe, go over there. You will get wonderful freebies from me. Um, the purpose of this, let me tell you from now on, 
I will never ask you for money. My purpose is to awaken people. And when it comes to getting paid, I will always get paid because I know I am God. I will never go without because if God is with me, no one shall be against me. So as we continue, this today, a religious day that this day is, so many religious folks are really atheists. They think they believe in God, but what they believe in doesn't exist. It's not there. Then if something does happen that's good and they'll ascribe it to God and they will say, well, God gave me this. God delivered me. God helped me. Yes, at that moment, somehow by chance, you got lucky. What is the purpose of playing luck or rolling the dice every time? Why don't you just learn what your I am is and your I am is your true awareness and that's who you really are? And once you know that, then you will know God and you will get whatever you imagine because your imagination creates reality. Everything you imagine becomes fact. If you harden and you cold-heartedly stick with it, it will always harden. It will harden if you hold on to it, and although it might be fake, and it might be an assumption, and you might think it's not real, and your reality is telling you different. If you hold on to it and you hold it tight, it becomes reality. People go to church. People go to synagogues. People go to mosques. And what happens? Nothing happens. They will pray and pray. And wonder why this God that they're praying to, this outside God, and then when someone like me come around, they might say, wow, you're speaking blasphemy, but they will see everything going right and perfect and going exactly how I planned because I understand the laws of mine. Let me tell you a true story. Today, I was in the street and I seen some Israelites, these, you know, these guys that run around and think they're Israelites and they wear a great looking costume and they scream out the Bible and they scream at you and they act like they know so much. They couldn't answer my questions and they were asking me, how do you know the Bible so well? And I was like, I studied in Hebrew. You guys don't even know Hebrew, but you're running around calling yourself Hebrew Israelites. I said, I study the Kabbalah. I'm a master Kabbalist. I study the Kabbalah. I study, I know all about Obi. I know all about these stuff. And I put them together. And they were looking at me and one even accused me of being evil. And I asked them, who wrote the Bible? And they couldn't answer it. Then one turned to me and said, Jesus wrote the Bible. And then I, and then I responded and I said, you lost your mind. Jesus ain't write the Bible. Well, if you want to say a physical Jesus, who you are saying is a black guy, wrote the Bible, you're lost. There were many Jesuses who wrote the Bible, and the Bible is nothing more than pseudopigraphy. And they were looking at me like, what is that? I was like, the Bible's a book where those who they say are the authors aren't the authors because the real authors remain nameless. They chose to write it. They're like the ghostwriters. Matthew, Luke, John, all of these different parts, King Solomon, David, who you think wrote what parts? They didn't write it because they never really existed. And then they asked, they tried to challenge me. And I said, if they existed, tell me where are grave sites. There's not one grave site for Hezekiah, Isaiah, Tabiel, any Bible character. There's no grave site. No Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, none of them. And they couldn't answer it. I said, it's because all these characters are different states of consciousness personified as events, people, or places. Yes, we all know Jerusalem exists and they did use actual places, names, and locations, but 
It was allegory. And they were taking it literal. And I'm saying you worship exoterically like Christians, the same people who you are here bashing. You are just like them. You're just a radical version with a different angle. And it got so bad. One guy, me, was able to basically put a bunch of Israelites in their place. And they were, it got so bad that one even said, call the police. He's harassing us. And I was like, how am I harassing you? Because I'm speaking the truth and my ideology doesn't mixes or fits with yours. And the last thing I said was, if those 12 tribes that you have a list on are tribes, why do you have Argentina, Chile, Barbados, Jamaica? These are countries, not tribes. And then they were lost. And it was unbelievable because I'm like, stop being the blind leading the blind. You are taking the Bible literally and you don't understand it. You're just like all the others that get on their knees and pray to an outside God and think God is going to do this. God is going to do that. Then they will look at a natural event like a storm or something and they say, oh, the Most High did it. The Most High didn't do nothing. That is natural. That always happened. Mankind always had storms going on in our world. They then told me, well, look at all the wars. And I said, war has always been an institution of man since the beginning of time. Man has always been going to war. There hasn't been a time in human history in our existence where we never fought each other. It's another aspect of the tree of life where you have good and bad and you need balance. And that's just what helped balances us out. Because man is a warful species. Man loves. Man loves war. Man loves life. Man loves everything. Man loves money. Man loves treasure. You got to understand this. Man loves whatever can help him gain what he's supposed to gain. Man is a jealous God, as I told you in that scripture. And when you understand this and you peel it back and you get to see what the humankind really is. You'll understand spirituality and everything else. Thank you so much, family, for listening. And this is another snippet. If you want more in-detail teachings and want more, go over to mindworthyinfo.com and please subscribe. This has been Rasheel Dixon. Until next time, have a good one. Now, let us go into the silence.